All right, you're still with us. Welcome to the Jewish Road Podcast. We are making our way through conversations that Jesus is having during the Passion Week. We are looking at the Passion Week through Jewish eyes. And we've talked about uh, the priests and the elders, and we've talked about the Herodians and the Pharisees. Today, we're going into a different conversation, and this is the question of the confrontation. Um, it's a third confrontation that shows up between Jesus and the Sadducees. And we're looking at Matthew chapter 22, verses 23 to 33. We've talked about a question of authority, undermining and trying to catch Jesus in his authority. And then we also have talked about a political question. Um, today, we are talking about a different question, and it is a question of and this is a question of theology, and it has to do with the resurrection. And uh, th this is quite interesting uh, because uh, there are differences, if you know or if you don't know, let me say there are differences between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They're both religious leaders in Israel. The Pharisees believed in the supernatural. They believed in angels. They believed in demons. They believed in a literal resurrection. The Sadducees, on the other hand, did not. If, if you ever have any trouble uh, distinguishing those those two groups. I learned early on as a believer, uh, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection and the Sadducees didn't. And they because they didn't, it's sad, you see. So I, I saw that joke coming about a minute ago and I <laughs> I wanted to press mute, but I couldn't. So yeah. yeah. Well, right. do you feel better, though? You got it out of your system? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So this was, it was a favorite pastime, we should say, of the, of the Sadducees was to ask the Pharisees trick questions in an attempt to stump them and make them look stupid. Well, yeah. And they thought that they would take their favorite pastime and they would try that on Jesus. And so they come to him and they're trying to butter him up just a bit by referring to him as a great rabbi, a great teacher. And they tell a story. They which is great. Their, their, their question involves a story and they're, they're pulling from Deuteronomy 25 verse five. And the question is, if a man dies having no children, his brother as next of kin shall marry his wife and raise up children for his brother. And this guy, he has seven brothers and each took her as a wife and died before they had a child. So in the resurrection, if there really is such a thing, is the question, whose wife of the seven will she be since they were all married to her? And they're, they're like kind of rubbing their hands together saying, we got him, we got him. This is yeah. the kind of tricky question that they would ask the Pharisees and try to trip them up. But they got stuck on the issue of whose wife will she be? What does Jesus do? Well, okay. Jesus passed that issue of whose wife will she be to deal with the real problem the Sadducees had. Uh, they were mistaken and didn't understand on a couple of points. They didn't understand what the scriptures taught on this issue, and they didn't understand the power of God. And the first thing that he tackles in answering this is he deals with the power of God. And he does that by stating the resurrection is not simply a raising up of this body back to natural life, uh, but it's a transformation of the body to make a body that's fit for heaven, you know, like, like the angels, this body is not going to survive in heaven. We have to be given a new body to survive in heaven. In fact, for that matter, this body wouldn't survive in hell either. We're going to get, not we scratch that. <laughs> 
whoever is going there is going to get a new body that is going to be able to endure whatever is going on in hell. So it's uh, it's a completely different body and it's a body that can't reproduce itself. So there's no need for marriage in the resurrection. So the answer is she's not going to be anybody's wife. Right. So first he deals with the power of God. And then second, he, he's trying to help them to understand the scriptures. And, and it's a look at the Abrahamic covenant uh, in, in verses 31 and 32. He says, but regarding the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God? <laughs> and which, which is quite the question to ask this group of people. Um, and, and he's quoting Exodus three, verse six. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Now, God promised certain things to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that were not fulfilled in their lifetimes. God didn't just promise the land to the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but to Abraham, he says, to you and your seed, I will give this land. And to Isaac, he says, to you and your seed, I will give this land. To Jacob, he says, to you and your seed, I will give this land. So the land was promised not just to their descendants, but to them personally, the most they ever owned in the promised land was a burial cave and a few wells. You know, you might uh, look at that and uh, say, you know, these these three died without the promise being fulfilled in their lives. And that being the case, it all the more makes a resurrection necessary. It's implied in the promise of God. Unfulfilled promises require a resurrection. So, that was the whole point when Abraham went to offer Isaac. You remember that in Genesis 22, yep. he knew God had made promises to Isaac. So he was the son of the promise. And he, even if Abraham killed Isaac, he knew God would raise him back to life. And we get a comment on that even in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 to 19. The Hall of so, yeah. So God's unfulfilled promises in one lifetime in this lifetime requires a resurrection to fulfill them. So he puts a final stamp on this conversation in verse 32. What does he say? He says, God is not the God of the dead, but he is the God of the living. He can't leave them dead because he's the God of the living. Yeah, and the, the result is what happens in verse 33. It says the people were astonished at his teaching. Remember? Here, yeah, here we go again. Right. The, the context again is theology, right? So there's almost a pattern to this, right? We have the challenge um, and we have the question and then we have the question back to the question and then we have the answer that shows up and then we have the response of the people the people are astonished this is a completely brand new view of exodus 3 6 they didn't see it coming is probably the if, if there's a book about this right that they didn't see it coming and and that's true of not only the pharisees and the herodians and the scribes and everybody else um the disciples didn't even see it coming the followers of jesus didn't see it coming hey, that would be a good book to write you know the title it they didn't see it coming <laughs> yeah yeah hey uh, let's let's uh, trademark that before we release the podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, I'll work on that. Uh, but e even the Pharisees were amazed because uh, they could never give the Sadducees an answer to that question, but Jesus did, and it supported their view of the resurrection. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> they so, don't know which side to be on anymore. 
Yeah, it's it, it's the ultimate gotcha. Uh, and here's what I think is like what one of the best responses uh, in the very end. What what happens with the Sadducees? Oh gosh! So th- this whole question came up on the Sad from the Sadducees, and when Yeshua gives his, his answer. They were silenced. It says in verse 44, they dare not ask any more questions. Wow. Yeah. It, conversation is over. Um, the last conversation says, and they were silent. But Jesus isn't done. And uh, we have a little bit more. So, hey, thank you for joining us and, and walking through. We're, we're hoping that you are slightly overwhelmed. Um, even though we've looked at this and we've studied this, we're overwhelmed because there's just so much that you know even we threw out the idea of like that should be a book it's because there's just so much more um, that we wish we could put in here but um, you're doing a good thing uh, by walking with us this week and looking at the passion week through jewish eyes and so we want to invite you to come back we have a couple more Um, we're going to take this all the way up into resurrection sunday the feast of first fruits and uh, complete this story and even as we're doing that we're leaving out so much and that's why we'll be here for a while so um, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow or you'll hear from us again tomorrow Um, share this with some friends some people who you know that might need to hear and you guys can subscribe even leave us a little comment and say what this is doing and how this is changing your perspective so yeah go for a walk down the jewish road there you go i like that hey well uh, we'll talk to you more tomorrow thanks for listening and shalom 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 